Welcome to the Unrefined Project. My name is Travis. This is my buddy Dave over here. What's How going on? And uh, this week we have Kermit the Frog on the boards here. Kermit the Frog. What's up, everybody? <laughs> handling the behind the scenes work here. Um, we appreciate you. How are you doing? Oh, doing good. <laughs> How's Miss Piggy? That's all right. We, we got a few voices there. Oh. Uh, and uh, we're going to kick it over to Dave to do the rundown for this week. Well, first off, how are you doing this week? I haven't seen you all week, really. Been busy? I'm doing all right, man. I'm back to work, you know, as much as that uh, pains me to even state out loud. You know, no, it's good. We're back in the groove, uh, back to the grind, and yep. everything's all good. All right, so um, this week, what we're going to do, uh, other than we've got a new uh, um, book of the week, um, other than that, let's go run down through what we're going to show you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into a little... A little bit of a hot subject right now um, with Disney, Florida. Uh, it's called a lot of critics, and we'll go through that again later, are calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Does it really say that, and why are they calling it that? Um, and then we'll, we'll run down into um, the Sacramento mass shooting. Why did it happen? Did it need to happen? And who's the guy? And what are beloved... beloved- Malevolent. 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 Government yeah. is going to do about it. Yeah. Uh, Our yeah. English is horrible today. That's right. A little I had a little bit of a hangover again. I don't know why. Yeah. Actually, I do know why. But <laughs> uh, <so> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we, we got a new little bottle of whiskey on the table this week. Uh, it's uh, Four Roses. I'm, I love Four Roses. Uh, this week is going to be the Four Roses single barrel. Um, I have tried this one before, so I can't lie about it, but he hasn't. Have, have so, I not had this? So, I don't think you have. There's a bottle. If you want to drink, grab a chair, grab a bottle, grab a glass, drink with us. All right, bring it in here. A little high and healthy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's good. Single barrel, baby. Mm. I think it's hurting him. You good there? Oh. A little emotional damage? It's got a little... A little uh, more <laughs> punch than last week there. Maybe some Capri Sun good. chaser? <laughs> no, no. I take it straight, no chaser. A little All right. one and done action there. All right, so Travis is going to bring us into uh, the new book that we got for our collection that we will be adding to a must-have, a must-read. Yeah, All we're right? still we're still uh, messing around with what we want to call this. Um, you know, physical libraries, I think, uh, you know, is the main idea to take away from this. Um a lot of our world is digital now, and in the event that you know none of this is readily available for us on our iPhone one day, then... All right, hold on. I, I see you on the monitor. Can you show everybody what's on your shirt? <clears throat> oh. Prove them wrong. Oh, this my is, God. Uh, that is, that, I like that shirt. This is one of my favorites here. Um, it's a, a, a family favorite here, and uh, you know, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a bit, <laughs> of, a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I like to have fun with some of this stuff, and... You know, it just makes it better when it all starts coming true. I didn't know they had uh, shirts with Ron Perlman on the front of them, though. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, Ron Perlman was big mad the other day. Actually, that had a little bit to do with yeah, this. Yeah, it, it with did. Yeah. Here. That yeah. was nice. I like that segue. Um, so, yeah, uh, Physical Library Edition this week. Um, before we get into the actual book, two must-haves that I think, um, you know, anyone and everyone American should have in their um, library is the uh, Bill of Rights. I have a little pocket version that I literally keep next to my bed. Uh, some people have a Bible. Some people, I don't know, put their bong or their, you know, dildo next to it. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got my Bill of Rights there. And I also have my uh, Constitution, my little pocket Constitution there. I don't know if it's... 
Yeah, it's not coming in. Probably not coming in. Anyway, these will be on our website. But uh, those are good go-tos in case anyone wants to start, you know, arguing uh, about what our country was founded for. But the addition for this week is actually going to be the Federalist Papers. Um, there are many different copies of this. They've been written over the years, but they were actually written by um, Hamilton and Madison and Jay. And a lot of people don't know this, but these are actually a response to the Anti-Federalist Papers. Yeah. Um, in addition, and, you know, essentially these are like opinion pieces that were written in newspapers back in the 1770s. And a lot of people were coming out against the Constitution, and the Federalist Papers were essentially a response to people's potential dismay with the Constitution. So there's a list of, uh, I believe, 84 essays. And uh, a couple of them, you know, it's, it's just, people describe it as an owner's manual or a how-to guide for our Constitution. Um, but there's actually a lot of philosophy involved in this. And I think it's some really interesting, important pieces of work that were written a very long time ago. Some of them were predictive and kind of predicted what was going to happen in the future. And a lot of them are just kind of ways to go about understanding our Constitution. So without getting too much into the weeds here, um, I did have just one little excerpt I wanted to read <clears throat> from Federalist 45. And uh, Federalist 45 is the alleged dangers from the powers of the Union to the state governments considered. And I have a quote here. Uh, essentially, the powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Okay? A lot of people like to uh, interpret uh, these writings that were written a very long time ago to try and make them, you know, sound like kind of how they want them to go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that can be found in our Sorry, we uh, got the Iglesias over here. That's all right. I see you guys. That's all good. <laughs> Kermit's looking at me all funky over there. I, I see Kermit. Hey, He's sitting there like a fucking frog. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's a good one to have to reference in case uh, any sloppy liberals want to argue with you about why your constitution yeah. was made. So that's uh, about all I had for the physical library. Awesome. Awesome. I like it. I'll read it. And, uh, yeah, I do actually have these books. Someone might have mentioned that I uh, maybe don't read all of them <laughs> that I have. But, uh, you know, they, uh, they get read eventually when the, power, yeah, when the yeah. power goes out, which happens all the time. As long house. as somebody doesn't light them on fucking fire, right? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this a little bit. Um, man, a lot of people got this wrong right off the bat. Yeah, um, this, uh, this is going to be the uh, Florida parental rights bill, right? This is... I can't believe what they're doing with this. It's involved. What well, we got Disney involved now. They got um, roped into it a little bit. Um, some activist employees of theirs, right? Is that what you were saying earlier? Yes. Um, essentially, a very small vocal minority at yeah. Disney um, found out about this bill, and they were going to protest it, right? And they made it sound like it was a lot more people that were pissed off and and oh know. i'm glad we didn't we didn't have mickey mouse on the mic over there today yeah yeah that could be I'm a, glad it's kermit that could have been a conflict of interest right yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the south park episode when he comes in and <laughs> wants him to wear their purity rings <laughs> but um yeah so a lot of people got you know uh hyped up on this kind of stuff they started you know calling it another name that has nothing to do with the bill and essentially, a lot of people, you know, misconstrued it and used it and ran with it and trying to push their own agenda on this. All right. Kind of stuff, so, so I think before we go any farther, I, I want to read the entire bill to everybody. It's not long. Don't not worry. Long. I'll try to keep you entertained after that. But um, it's not a very long bill. Um, I think we've got it set up as picture one. 
Let's take a look there. All right. So what do we got here? This is going to be parental rights and education bill. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat first. I had a little frog in my throat, you know? <laughs> All right. So it says the parental rights and education requires district school boards to adopt procedures that comport with certain provisions of law for notifying students, parents of specified information. It requires such procedures to reinforce fundamental rights of parents to make decisions regarding upbringing and control of their children. Prohibit school district from adopting procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying parents about specified information or that encourage uh, student to withhold from parent such information. Prohibit school district personnel from discouraging or prohibiting parental notification and involvement in critical decisions affecting students' mental health, emotional, or physical well-being. Prohibits classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels. In this case, it was kindergarten through third grade. Uh, requires school districts to notify parents of health care services. Authorizes parents to, basically at the end of it, just says sue the uh, school board and stuff like that. All right, so you can go back to the camera. Sorry about that. I know it was a little boring, a little, you know, whatever. But if in there, I didn't see one word about gay. Nope. I saw nothing about that. I saw something in there about children need to take uh, lessons from their parents, not the school. The school is not the ultimate decider in the in the child's life of what they're going to learn. And I think it's I think it's horseshit that you've got every media crew calling it the so-called. See, see how they use that? The so-called don't say gay right. bill. There's nothing that says you can't say gay in there. Not one word. And that goes back to your Ron Perlman thing. He was on, uh, what was it, Twitter uh, last week. Talk said, don't say gay. Don't say. Yeah, you shut up, dude. Well, you he, just shut but you your notice, ass up. You he, don't know what you're talking his, about. his tactic, right? He attacks the individual instead of the idea right yeah. away, right? So... You know, it's it really should not be making the headlines and multi-billion dollar corporations getting involved with this kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, it boils down to allowing your child, allowing parents to be involved in the decisions that are being made for their children. Correct. And that's that, that that's the way it's supposed to be. I have a, a, a child in third grade right now, and I don't want him learning any of that stuff from his teachers. What is Where does his teacher get the right to talk about that stuff to him? That's not their right. That's my right. It's not it, their role. You either. know what I mean? That's not, there's not, definitely not their role. You know, you had a, a lot of uh, teachers come out on, I guess, like TikTok, teachers from Florida crying about this whole thing about, oh, what am I going to tell my students when I went with my wife, a female teacher talking about going with her wife, um, you know, on vacation last week. Yeah. What I mean, am I, you just don't bring it up. You know, you, you're not supposed to talk about any sexual orientation that that includes straight. Yeah, but I mean, it even you know goes I mean? further than that. What's the topic of the curriculum? Are we in a math class here? Are we talking about civics? Are we learning home ec? Like, are we in English? What, what is the topic that we're being taught? If a kid goes off of topic, the first thing that a teacher should say is, hey, don't don't interrupt my class. We yeah. have curriculum that we need to be learning here. Yeah. We're, I, I, I'm sorry, but nobody gives a shit about what you did over your weekend. You're a teacher. You're supposed to be here to teach a certain amount of curriculum for 50 minutes. And then if you want to have a discussion with the student after, after the fact, it should be in a setting that's appropriate for everyone. And the, the, topic, and the parents should be involved. And the topic of discussion should be known. And it shouldn't be sexual orientation. If a, if a child feels a certain way and comes to a teacher because that's the only person they have to talk to, then there's there's more problems than just, you know, just that. Yeah, the, the breakdown in the, the, the coalition of the parents and the children happened long before that discussion was ever even sought out. 
Yeah. Right. If people feel as though they can't confide in their parents, okay, that's fine. I mean, there were clearly issues down the road that, you know, that led to that point. This is kindergarten through third grade. My point exactly. Right. Kindergarten through third grade. I'm telling you, an eight year old doesn't need to hear this stuff from a teacher. If if you're a parent, and you want to teach your kid that kind of garbage. By all means, you do it. I'm going to call it garbage because you know it's shouldn't be taught to children. Children should grow up being children. By the time they're adults, they they will have their their orientation, whatever you want to call it, figured out. Now, I've got nothing against, you know, gays, transgenders, any of that stuff, right? I have friends like that. I have nothing against them whatsoever. But they don't need to force that upon children because then children, it's not normalizing it because it's it's normal. To me, it's fine to be whatever, you know, orientation you want to be. But it's, it's, it's making them think that that's what makes them different in my eyes. Yeah, it becomes identity. It becomes identity, right? And children are, you know, they're searching. They're always searching for their identity, right? There's always, there's always girls that are tomboys, you know, that come in and out of, in and out of that phase, grow up to be mothers, have children, you know, and all of that stuff. I think we've, we've got a little meme for, from uh, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist over here. Yeah, we do actually, uh, clip two. All right, so uh, shout out to my mom for letting me go through my tomboy phase without putting me on puberty blockers. Like, Straight up, that just essentially defines exactly what is wrong with the last 20 years. Absolutely. If my parents would act the same way that parents are acting now, the first time I played Pretty Pretty Princess with my sister and I won that fucking game and got that crown, dude, she would have gone out and bought me a dress. I I totally get it, yep. Like, thank you, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to parents all over the world that realize that kids are just attempting to be kids and they're playing, they're using their imagination, they're learning how to play well with others, etc. We don't need to be feeding into this kind of stuff because I don't know if anyone's ever paid attention to a kid under five years old, they have a 15 second attention span. If yeah. you take a toy from one, a kid and give it to another kid, they cry about it until you shove another toy in their face and then they're completely over it. It doesn't even matter if they told you it was your their favorite to- toy five seconds ago. Right? So I think there's a big, um, you know, problem when parents start taking this kind of stuff so seriously to the point where they're actually doing detrimental damage, which leads me to another point that I want to make about this. Okay. We put, um, age restrictions on everything in our society. You, you have to be 18 years old to smoke. You, you have to be 18 to, to vote. I think it's 21 now here in they change, this they, county. They yeah. change it. Is it 21 to smoke? Smoking. Yeah. In this county. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, but there's, there's all these things that we do based on societies, uh, based on individuals levels of responsibility and maturity to handle these kind of things. Right. Don't you think there should be a age restriction or limit that we should not have any discussions about this kind of stuff until you get to I, X, Y, and Z? You know, other than like biology, I don't think uh, teachers should be talking to the children about this. I think this, that's the parents' place, right? That's, that's, that's our duty as parents, right? That's why we, we have children. That's why we do what we do. That's why we keep pushing along every day to keep our children, you know, safe, healthy, get them grown, and then they'll find out who they are. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Right. There's been uh, some studies done about like suicides in those, in the children that have been on and off puberty blockers that have done uh, transitions, medical transitions and stuff like that. And the, the suicide rate actually, um, I'll have to bring that up and I'll put that in our sources on the website. It's, um, I think it's right around 42% before or after transition. The suicide yeah. rate is still, you know, so, you know, I, I think that's at, at, at that point we should be talking to the children about, Hey, what's going on in their life. You know what I mean? Mentally, right? What, what can we do to help? Right. Is this just a mental fad that's, that's catching on? Um, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me that they would 
put this on the schools or the teachers in the schools would even want to teach this. Well, now the that- teachers have a curriculum. There's math, science, history. You and history, you know, has been bastardized so badly by schools, public schools, right? Yeah. So, I I get that part, but why why would a teacher want to talk to a six year old, a seven year old, an eight year old about being two mommies, you know what I mean? Or two daddies what? or any, why would, why would that matter? Even a mom, I wouldn't want to talk to an eight year old about a mom and a dad or a mom and a mom or a dad. What does that have to do with it? it? It leads parents to start asking themselves what kind of caliber individual are actually teaching our children in the first place. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw this meme a couple of weeks ago about like teachers back in the, in the nineties and how there are, um, you know, a certain, style or um, idea that pops in your mind when you think of a teacher from high school, right? A yeah. sweet, sweet little old lady, maybe a little overweight with a, like a little blouse and like very, you know, um, uh, uh, just, just about their ability to teach and their ability to relate the material to each and every student. That's what makes a good teacher, right? If you have, if you have the material and then you have a way to tailor that material to each of the individuals that's in your class. That, that's what makes you a good teacher. That's what I remember about my teachers in high school. But the, the good ones. The good ones. Yeah. I mean, they, I had a bunch of bad teachers. I had a few good teachers. But, you know, the the whole, the vision that people get in their minds when they start thinking about teachers has completely changed in the last 20 years. I mean, now you have these purple-haired, half-of-the-head-shaved, face you know, uh, piercings and all this kind of stuff. And I don't want to bash on people that, you know, make changes to their body, whatever you want to get tattoos, like all that good stuff. But you know, the, these choices that you make have consequences. Yeah. You want to be a teacher of a, of a third grade class getting, you know, a, a pair of snake bites and like some gnarly hairdo probably isn't the best look, especially yeah. during parent teacher conferences. Right. So I just think the caliber of individuals that are actually upset about this kind of stuff is very telling, you know, it's why, it's why the term groomer kind of, kind of cuts to the core a little bit right because it's like okay call me a nazi and a white supremacist and a racist and all that other shit over the last two years it's like i don't i don't care because they're just words and and they're not true isn't it weird out of all this all we want to do is be the ones to teach our children our values yeah i mean that's all that's all i'd love to teach my children is my values not not the school's values not the other kids values not their teacher's values I take it a lot further. I don't want you know? any sexual education taught in schools K through 12. I'm okay with biology. Biology is fine. I, I get that part. You know what I mean? There's, there's always going to be questions. No, no. The parents should be answering those as well, though. Biology should be devoid of emotion. And biology should also be devoid of opinion. Yeah, but they got funny words like stamen. And they say, I remember that. Everybody laughed when they said that. And pistol or something or like penis. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just saying the word penis, we would all, you know, chuckle in the background. But that was, we were, in a, that was in high school. That was in that was, ninth that was grade, early high school, yeah. Ninth Freshman grade year. That's when I went through, you know, sex ed. But again, like, these are conversations that I was very uh, capable of having with my parents. And my parents were, you know, split up at the time. I didn't have a lot of contact with my father. I didn't see him very often, couple, you know, once every couple of years. I still had the ability to have those kind of conversations with those individuals because I felt as though the place and the timing was correct, right? And yeah. that is completely up to a set of parents or a parent and the child. I thought nothing. this was all up to Disney to teach our kids. Well, apparently Disney's been doing some really sinister shit over the last couple of years, subliminally. And, you know, we've all seen the montages. Um, you can go on YouTube and type in, you know, any form of, of um, uh, sexual windows or, or hidden messages inside of Disney movies. I mean, we all know the um, 
the Lion King one when he faints into the flowers and they all go up into the air and they spell out sex. Or um, I didn't know that. No? No. So in Aladdin. I'm not a big Disney fan. I'm not at all. I remember all of these from when I was a kid. Now my kids are starting to get into a little bit of this stuff. And, you know, it's, it is my job as a parent to monitor this kind of stuff. I hate the term helicopter parent because yeah. it, it insinuates this, this unnecessary um, actions by parents who want to protect their kid. It's like, you know what? I, I'm not this, like, cute little cartoon helicopter. I am an Apache I am an attack helicopter, <laughs> fully loaded, ready to fire and, defend, that, and defend my child. You know what? And, and for the most part, uh, we'll even take it further. I identify as an attack helicopter for the rest of this <laughs> for the rest of this episode. What's Just, the one with the two propellers? A Huey? Uh, that's a Chinook. A Chinook. Yeah, I'll be a Chinook. That's, that's the more big for, fat lazy yeah, guy. Yeah, that's more yeah. for like transporting <laughs> shit that you don't really need, right? But you know, it's like no, it's like I. It is my job literally to protect my child. That, that's that's a parent's that that's a parent's, parent's job, role, yeah. Right, and if you think that I'm being too nosy or bossy or too involved in my child's life because I actually show interest or want to know what you are attempting to talk to my child about, then so be it. Like, yeah, that's just how it's going to be, right? You know that that's that's like okay, so media, the so-called "don't say gay" bill. All right, well, who started that? Mm, that's a great question. I've been looking and looking and looking. I can't find it. I, if anybody knows, help us out. Um, I have not seen anything about who started that don't say gay bill, right? Who started the, the phrase? The phrase. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. The word's not in there. Uh, it just says, hey, keep keep everything to up to the parents from kindergarten to third grade. Everybody's flipping out. You get it. It's still posted. I think I saw, yeah. what was it? Just yesterday, NPR posted something about this don't call so uh, – don't say gay bill. So right? the so so called. called. Yeah, they, right? they always put the so called in there, and then let me let me read you a little. Uh, what was it? An excerpt from uh, this is from CNN, right? This is from CNN uh, politics. Uh, let's see where is that one bill that Florida Republican Ron DeSantis signed is the parental rights has been dubbed by critics the don't say gay bill because it seeks to ban discussion of gender and sexuality issue with younger students. That's from CNN politics. All right, trash. Who's the critics? Right. So I actually, independently of this conversation and today when we were prepping for the show, had somebody ask me, like, where are they getting this name from? You know, it's, it's clearly defined. The name of the bill is in the legislation. You can go on, you know, the Florida House website or whatever and see the bill. That's where we got it from. Sources will be on the website, unrefinedproject.com. And you have the ability to see exactly what, I mean, we read it word for word. It took 45 seconds to go through. It's not that big of a deal, right? But then you turn on all this legacy media and you talk to somebody, you know, at work or whatever. And it's just all this stuff about like not saying gay, right? And it's not, that's not the reality of the situation at all. It's not what they want. They're clearly saying they don't want a hypersexualization of children under a certain age. Even over a certain age, that that's the problem. Hypersexualization and children don't don't belong in the same sentence. Well, my problem is why does it you stop know? at third grade? I I, I don't know. I want it to go farther. Fourth I'd love it to go all the way at least through middle school, right? And then you, you by by high school they know whatever, right? They're yeah. going to do whatever they want. So Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson will say that you only have the first four or five years of your child's life to really be involved with the childhood portion of your kid. Once, once they're past five years old, you know, they're, they're, they have independent thought. They have uh, want to hang out with their own friends if they're not already doing it at three, like my three-year-old is. But, like, you really have only a few precious years to really lay a foundation of good moral fortitude and self-responsibility and independence and all that kind of stuff that I'm trying to do, right? Like, if, if some other version of ideology creeps in at that young age, in my opinion, I think it can be very detrimental throughout the entire 
the entirety of that human's life. Um, people talk about uh, seven seconds in heaven or, or seven minutes in heaven. When seven you seconds. Spin the bottle yeah. and go in the closet go and in shit. the closet, yeah. I would argue that, you know, three minutes with the wrong adult, with a three-year-old, could scar and destroy a child's life. That's just insane to me that they, they, they push this, this narrative, though. What, what's in it for them, you know? Really, what's in it? You know, what does Disney get out of sitting here saying, we don't agree with that because their, their employee employees started bashing on it and made Disney say something about it, right? The okay. CEO of Disney. What's so, the point? Okay, well, so, so with Disney specifically, got to see who owns it, right? Yeah. Who owns the majority of, of Disney? Look it up, find out, right? Whoever gives the money is, if, if you follow the money, you find the answers. Well, a lot of China. A lot of China money funnels into Disney, funnels into the NBA, funnels into oh, a lot yeah. of these places. That's, that's, right? They control been like the that for a long time, though. So it's been like that for a while. Same thing with TikTok, right? TikTok in the United States promotes completely different stuff than what TikTok promotes in China. Yeah, the TikTok in China um, isn't as, well, I guess you could say goofy. It's more um, learning, uh, science, tech, that kind of stuff. The uh, TikTok here is just garbage. It's a right. it's a, it's literally just garbage. It's a reward. Fifteen second garbages. It's a reward system, right? Yeah. It's 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 incentivizes young children to shake their ass and learn how to twerk as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to kids in China. Those words like, don't belong in the same sentence together either. I don't know. I mean, uh, Elon, take a poll for me on Twitter to find out how many kids under the age of twelve know how to twerk. I guarantee the number will that's disgusting. surprise a lot of people. But you know, you have to see where this money's coming from, right? China has a. Uh, vested interest in weakening our country both financially uh economically militarily and all of that comes into a slow but steady feminization of our men and yeah our while they're building up their military you know their their navy ships killing ours now or that's what it's about big time now I, right I, I would argue that the push to uh, uh, the the push for puberty blockers and hormone changes in little girls is probably not as prevalent as the push for hormone blockers and puberty changes in little boys. You think so? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are, are definitely more willing to, uh, you know, fall back to just, you know, oh, it's just a phase for a tomboy kind of thing for a girl. Yeah. Then like, oh, if you see a little boy in a dress, like we have to act on that kind of stuff. I think there's a little bit more. So do you think people are, are to believe they're doing this out of compassion? You know, that goes back to the, the road to hell is paved in good intentions, right? Do you think people are doing this out of compassion for the child? Or do you think it's just a sickness that they have that they're pushing onto this child? You know, is that, because if you, if you really do, anybody that watches this, if you really do think the bill says don't say gay and you are opposed to a parent having rights of their children, something's wrong with you. I would also, the first, <laughs> I'm sorry, but something's wrong with the you. The first question that I would ask that individual is, do you have kids yourself? Yeah, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's like having skin in the game. You should not be able to vote on a bill whether parents have the ability to be involved in their children's lives. Dad, if don't you don't start on voting. I'm a, I'm We'll, we'll save that one. We'll but, save that for another podcast. You know, my point is like we have, again, and I do believe that there's a very small, small, small vocal minority like there are with all of these issues. If you were to go through the population of the United States and figure out, you know, who is and isn't trans based on the, um, based on the age and based on who they, who they are, right? Uh, ethnic background, religious background, et cetera. Like people over the age of 60, um, traditionalists, I think they're called like whatever the, uh, generation is after the baby boomers. It's like one percent of of people in that age group identify as trans. Yeah, no, it's 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 jumped. I think I forget what they say. It was like one in some 
forty thousand or something like that before, and now it's much more. It's jumped by like twenty seven hundred percent. I mean, that's crazy. But that that just is goes crazy. To, that just goes to show you that mass psychosis doesn't only involve COVID. That's right? true. That's true. The, the more mainstream. Well, of this idea. you know, you could take a five year old and tell him, you know, oh, he plays with a Barbie once and tell him he's a girl or he feels like a girl. Keep giving him that Barbie and keep doing that to him. You know, he's going to feel how, however you tell him. That's that's the very moldable brain. Well, there's at an five, agenda. There's six, an agenda seven, there. eight, and that's the years that this, this bill goes after is all the way up to nine nine year old because that's third grade, right? Um, that to me that doesn't make sense that people are against it. Are well, they only reading the headline? Do they not actually go and search for the bill? Because, dude, when I see a head, headline that just it just sounds absurd. Yeah, I don't I don't see them doing that. Um, I don't see somebody put making a, that bill, right? A don't say gay bill. Um, I think there's going to be probably a small percentage of people that just skim through headlines, see, you know, read, read headlines and, and listen to what they kind of want to hear. That's and then, insane. And use it as that's like, insane. Uh, if you really believe that, that is just, it's in, insanity. There's a lot of you sick know, people if, out there. If man. you would love your, and they're not, and they're not getting sick from yeah. COVID either, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no, like, you haven't heard of BA two. Bah. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's too bad. It's bad, bad, bad. <laughs> you know what the one thing that nobody's talking about is? The un, the unjabbed aren't dying. No. The 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 winner of severe illness and death didn't happen. Like I, I'm I'm still here, still waiting. Yeah, like, I've been waiting. Come I'm hoping me. this is the one I get. You know. You know. I'll take this one the next. I I don't care. But it's like so many people bought into that narrative, right? They bought into the uh, getting the the jab. Oh, sidebar. Uh, you know, the Pfizer CEO just came out and basically said that, uh, you know, we're going to turn this into an annual flu shot. No, I, that's what we all figured was going to happen though. I every, haven't heard about that know, yet. Every six months we're going to need to get a booster and we're looking for that to just turn into a seasonal, you know, once, once a year. Of course. Of, of course. Shot. No big deal. Yeah. Just, no big deal. Just going to throw that in there. Just, you know, daily reminder that this shit isn't going away. Anyone thinks that, you know, COVID's behind us. It's, it's here to stay. Anyone so. believes that the uh, COVID shot is a, uh, free vaccine. Yeah, next time, yeah, there you go. Take a look at your uh, paycheck. Well, you know, yeah, see mean, where the taxes go. But it it just goes to show you who it really brings to light the kind of individuals that are actually, first of all, taking the bait on this kind of stuff and not doing their own research. Yeah. And the people that are actually in somewhat understanding of what this bill means and still adamantly defend it yeah. based, based on insert emotional appeal here. Right. Because at the end of the day, much like racism, much like other learned behavior, I believe it takes the influence of an adult to send a child down that path in the first place. I don't. And this is just my opinion. Let me know if you disagree in the comment section. I don't believe kids just wake up one day and say, I want to be a different gender than I am now. That's I don't too believe it either. Complex of a, of a thought yeah. to even be bombarded in a child. And even if they did have that kind of conversation, again, give them 20 seconds and they're going to be on to the next thing. They're going to well, be playing it was with a, the next it's the percentage of uh, boys that say they, they feel like uh, girls when they're growing up as compared to when they're adults, they, that haven't gone through the surgery is like 90 something percent go back to being male. Yes. That it, it's an astonishing number. The ones that have had surgeries and been on uh, puberty blockers, almost none. Because they can't, they're done. You know, it, it ruins them, right? Keep them until they're eighteen. Let them do what they want. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you know, be a parent. Well, uh, teach them right from wrong. Don't touch the stove. It's fucking hot. You know, and it's going to be more. It. And it's, it's going to be do. more effective, and it's going to mean more at an older age. 
right? If you don't even understand the kind of changes that you're allowing to be made to your body, you're not going to get the full benefit of said changes, right? You need to at least, it's just like smoking weed or just like drinking alcohol, right? You start drinking when you're 11 years old, it's going to be a problem. There's going to be developmental issues. There's going to be maturity issues. There's going Is that to be what's obviously. wrong with me? I mean, you know, I don't know. We don't have that much time on this podcast to list. Let's start with the stuff that isn't wrong with you, right? That's a but, very small list. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, there, again, society has certain standards based on age that we need to adhere to, essentially based on maturity. And I don't believe anybody under the age of 20 is is mentally mature enough to fully comprehend and understand the 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 um consequences of the choices that you're making. Shit, I think that's 30 for men. Dude, <laughs> I, I did not have my shit figured out at 20 I years didn't, old. I didn't have my I, shit figured I, out until I was almost 30. So <laughs> What was last week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and obviously that's always evolving. Relationships are never done being nourished. You have to work at this every day, blah, 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 blah. But like, I think we really need to just slow down and give children a chance to be children. To be children. Oh, what a concept, right? You are, you are fake news. I'd let, I don't know. Let's just try it. Let's yeah. just slow it down a little bit and see and see what happens. It worked really well in the 50s. Again, that's probably going to be an unpopular opinion, especially with the boomers, the worst generation ever. But, you know, the traditionalist, like my grandfather, had, had shit figured out. He worked his ass off. He supported uh, his family. He provided food on the table, etc. And he did what he felt like he needed to do to raise two mature, responsible, independent young men. That's the way it should be. I think it's up to the parents. Um I think Florida's going down the right path. I think they should have made it a higher uh, grade. Yep. You know, I don't think it should have been third grade. I, th- I agree. think it should have been all the way through middle school. Just, Prim- primary school. You know, they're, these kids in sixth, seventh, and eighth in uh, middle school, they're already figuring this shit out on their own, right? They're, they're seeing it. You know, we've got kids at my twins' school that are just like that, you know. It happens. And again, it's going to happen, again, right? Again, that's from other children who come from other households that are being uh, influenced by it's other parents. It has nothing teachers. to do with the teachers. Correct. Correct. Right. Absolutely. It shouldn't be up to the teachers. If you want to teach your, your children whatever you want to teach them, that's the point, right? That's that's what you're supposed to do. You know, as a parent, that's what you're supposed to do. That's that's one my of, beliefs, you know. It's one of the many jobs that a parent has. It's the hardest job in the world. I I mean, huge thanks to people that sacrifice during their careers and during their day-to-day relationships to be there for their children and raise them right. It's, it's a big, big job. It's a big responsibility. And I don't think enough people in our society take it seriously. So. Amen. Yeah. I, I, think, I love uh, that one. I think that's, I'm sure something more will pop up with this. I don't know. Uh, DeSantis is kind of just really killing it right now. He also he came is. up with another bill to like make sure that people will never die in a hospital alone and be prevented from seeing their loved ones on their deathbed, etc. I mean, you know, if he was a governor of another state, I would highly recommend whatever state he was in. But I'm know. sure he'll run for president. Probably. I'm sure you he think, will. think 2024 ticket? I think so. I don't. I think uh, Trump's got too much baggage. Yeah. Well, that's true. Except his hole in one, right? He just got a hole in one. I was. Uh, it was brought to my attention that he created a press release for his hole in one. It's hilarious. We're not going to get into it right now, but just look it up online. It's uh, it's it's worth a laugh. It's very Trump esque. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that guy. He was he's so stupid. He's funny, you know. Oh, but all those mean tweets, dude. Those were funny. Those were now, mean. Now we those were funny. now we just only have to rely on Elon. Yeah, yeah. he's killing it. He's killing it over at Twitter already. Yeah, major, all right, major now next story. <laughs> Talking about uh, bad parenting, all right? Oof. So there was a mass shooting in Sacramento, California. There's a couple things, couple things wrong with this guy. There's a couple things wrong with this 
story. Yeah, the story came out, and first of all, the the legacy media didn't say a word. No, it. no, it didn't fit the narrative, right? Typically, when these things pop off, and you know the um, the melatonin content of the skin, melanin, melanin. melatonin is something you take before you go to bed. I do that every time. You even I'm, got Kermit chuckling over there. I'm, I'm a little know? bit of a of a dumb dumb here. I was gonna say I take melatonin every day. But <laughs> mel- melanin. Content, content of your skin uh, match the profile and match the narrative and, and off and running, right? Uh, we have examples of that, George Floyd, um, to say, you know, just one of them. But yeah, so this was um, essentially a gang-involved shootout. There were multiple people shooting, and it happened in Midtown, which is essentially in the heart of, you know, downtown Midtown, Sacramento, the capital of California. Okay. Um, details on the story, you can look it up and, and find it on your own. But essentially, we had a bunch of thugs uh, that had illegal firearms and wanted to, you know, solve a dispute uh, in the streets, yeah. a little street justice action, right? So we had uh, an individual, I think, uh, where, well, Smiley, Smiley Martin. Smiley Martin, your clip three. Okay. Uh, David, I can't quite read. Just read the top there. We, you can pause it and go through that if you want to. But uh, Sacramento shooting suspect Smiley Martin arrested a year ago. Prosecutors implored the state parole board not to release Martin early from a 10 year sentence, noting his prior convictions for possessing an assault weapon. Oh, there goes that, that dun, word again, dun, right? Done. Yeah, stealing electronics from department stores and beating girlfriend. So this guy was already in jail, 10-year sentence, yep. got released early on parole, went right back to the same old, same old that he's doing, you know. Yes. So um, digging into the story a little bit, it looks as though he got into some entanglements down in Arizona Yeah, and, um, you know, was was essentially told not to be let out. The, the people that were intimate with his case, the people that knew this individual, knew he was a very violent felon. Uh, domestic dispute is already a reason not to be able to have a firearm. Anytime you want to go and uh, get a background ch- check done when you go to buy a gun, yeah, that's one of the questions on the 4473 form. So uh, that right there, it... it makes you ineligible for purchasing a firearm legally. Um, so yeah, there were multiple red flags along this um, path to prevent this tragedy from happening, but yet here we are. So this individual had a assault weapon and he actually, I think he had a little fun switch on his Glock there because uh, they reported a machine gun on site. And uh, yeah, they said they dispensed over a hundred rounds. Uh, I think there were six, I think that's the number currently six people were, um, uh, killed in the shooting and multiple individuals injured. Uh, there was another guy that got caught down the street with a gun. They say it's unrelated. Um, however, he knew the people that were shooting. So I'm sure all these people are involved. And again, back to your point, it, it would be so paramount to have some fathers uh, in, in these situations. Uh, my assumption is that a lot of these kids grew up without a dad in the home uh, and, you know, fall into uh, people around their age and, you know, get dragged into, into the gang scene and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, it's, say, it's, right? it's pretty sad. But uh, that's what so, happens when you let the uh, schools raise you, you know, you know, but I, I just I kind of want to talk about, um, you know, a couple of people's ideas on how to go about solving this poor, poor issue. Right. Because uh, I think less than 24 hours, uh, Bo Jiden got up there. He didn't didn't even mention the details. Of what the did case. I used to call him? President Poopy Pants. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, There's yeah. a little bit of that uh, involved. Also, Stephen Crowder's uh, uh, former vice president. <laughs> former vice president is, is yeah. one of my favorite ways to go about. But yeah, so Bo Jiden took this as an opportunity. Um, you know, the, the people weren't even in their caskets yet uh, to stand on the graves of dead people and and what and call for what gun more control. gun control. Okay, so let's just let's just walk through this. I'm going to talk to you like you're five years old for a second here. Okay, so state of California uh, on Gabby Giffords. Um, website their uh, anti-gun agenda they have a list they have a a ranking system of who of what states are the safest based on their firearm policies and laws that they have uh guess where california ranks on their list of the safest zero last number one number one state of california is, is the, the safest the safest based on gun control legislation and laws in the state i don't think so fact check me baby someone look it up figure it out in the comments section california is not the safest state based on gun laws number two is new jersey okay (laughs) so you so you have so you have a high capacity magazine ban you have um, multiple firearms restricted from being sold in the state based on um, the roster uh, you have 10 day waiting periods, which they refer to as a cooling down period, which is total bullshit because even if you have 10 guns in your safe, you still have to go through the 10 day waiting period, which doesn't make any sense. Right. So there's a lot of um, laws and books still on the t- already on the table. I think there's an absurd amount of laws um, in the state of California that have to do with firearms. Right. So you have a situation that happened in a place where gun control laws are at the harshest, most, um, egregious some would say that they can possibly be in the country yeah yet, this guy's not le- this, guy this guy is, couldn't legally own a gun he still somehow got one of those scary assault weapons into the capital That's so crazy how did he state. do that and not only he had uh he had uh magazines he shouldn't have had he had a firearm that functioned in a way that he should not have been able to have it all while being a and his name was friend. smiley smiley, <laughs> smiley martin <laughs> could you imagine that? i'm telling you man these things are starting to write themselves <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, it's just total bullshit. It's, enough, it's another attempt at politicians to try and use a tragedy, never let a tragedy go to waste, and to try and essentially fight for more law-abiding citizens to be at more of a detriment and more of a victim status compared to these criminals. Because when you take guns out of, out of the hands of law-abiding cr- citizens, all you have is firearms in criminals' hands and firearms in cops' hands. And we can't rely on cops. You know, they, they, they need to come out and do a study on this, right? And uh, completely left, right, center, whatever. They all need to get together and do a study on this. Because the city we're here in right now, there's a city literally next door that's growing just as fast as this city. Mm. It's different counties. This, count, this city has much more crime than the city that's growing at the same pace that's right next door in a different county. That different county actually has... Um, um, much la- more, much more lax uh, gun laws. Yes, much more lax, easy uh, concealed carry permits and stuff like that. You don't in this county we're in now. You literally have to s- sign a paper, send it into the 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 sheriff. Yes, and the sheriff has to say yes, you can or can't. Why do you need it? So basically, it's up to the sheriff. The county next door, it's it's totally different. Um, gun laws are a little bit more lax, and the crime is much lower. Yes, and I'm- the cities are growing. At the same pace as each other, they really are. They're they're growing one step at a time with each other. Population right? density, population, everything of like that. Being built, correct. Yeah. And you know, I would think the the other city next to us would actually have more more crime. You would think that, oh, because there's more guns. Oh my gosh, less gun laws. Oh no, it takes longer to get home because it's 
More traffic, right? It's, I mean, more stress. More, <laughs> more reason stress. to start shooting people on the there highway. There you go. Right? So, no, that's actually a very, very good point. I'm so happy that you brought that up because our fourth um, graphic that we have here is a little meme that we have. Um, we'll go ahead and read it for our podcast, for our Spotify and audio listeners. But uh, it's the classic uh, three-panel meme of the guy riding a bike with a stick in his hand. And he's got the stick in his hand. He's riding along. In the second panel, he shoves a stick in his spoke. And it says California, go ahead, Dave, I can't read it. California letting violent felons out of prison early. Okay. And then the, and then the third panel is him on the ground holding his knee, Homer Simpson, or um, not Homer Simpson, uh, Peter, Peter Pe- Griffin, Peter Griffin style. Yeah. And it says, damn Arizona gun laws. Okay. So, so this is, this is a very, uh, this is a very common talking point for anti-gunners. Uh, you know, people that like, want to push gun legislation, uh, Lori Lightfoot, uh, uh you know, politicians, politicians in Chicago talk about this kind of Everybody shit all the time, right? Name. They're like, they're like, Oh, uh, you know, we wouldn't have so much crime in the state of Chicago if, uh, citizens from Indiana weren't bringing over guns. That's a good Beto impression. That was Beto? That sounded like okay, Beto. I'll hey, take Beto. Uh, we're going to, yeah, hell Skater yeah. Boy. Hell yes. Beto. We're going to take your AR-15. Dude, you sound just like him. That's right, kind of well, maybe scary. that's a, maybe that's a skit for the future. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to wear my uh, uh, "Don't mess with trans kids" have t-shirt. a handful of fucking dirt to eat. You know, <laughs> uh, was Robert, that Arizona dirt? Robert Francis yeah. O'Rourke. Robert mean? Francis Beto. But uh, yeah, this is, you know this is the same thing that a lot of uh, a couple of California politicians attempt to say as well, right? We share a land border with the state of Arizona. Arizona has very lax firearm laws, and that has to be the reason why. Crime in California is so high because we have all of these out-of-staters coming here and committing crimes. Well, I mean, that sounds like a lot of work. Again, you were just talking about getting stuck in traffic and having to commute. Wouldn't I much rather just, like, go down to my local downtown or my local uh, Nike store and go loot that instead? No. You know why? Because Arizona has a lot of citizens in it that abide by the laws that also have firearms on them at all times. You know, there's an old saying out there that says an armed society is a polite society. When you yeah, you're afraid to you're afraid to pull your gun because they have a gun. Hey, know? I'm gonna go in and rob this Chipotle. Oh shit! Seven of the ten people standing in line have CCWs. I don't know where the firearms are. I have no idea who's actually holding them. I should probably think twice before I go in here and try and get like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, could you imagine all the all the different shootings if they you know that have happened in uh, gun free zones? If those signs that say gun free zones said gun zones. Right, or have this wouldn't have happened, or have you know, this or is, they wouldn't have gone as far as they did. This is a really unpopular opinion. I've had this conversation with a lot of people over the years. Is actually um, arming teachers in schools, and you can take that a step further. Okay, and say so that, let's stop right there. Okay, let's go back to the Florida Parental Rights mm-hmm. Bill. You've got some teachers that are pissed off about this. Would you like to arm them? No. I I would not either. No, I wouldn't. I, I would, would never, arm. I would never force an individual to to have a firearm if they have no interest in becoming proficient and knowing how to use it. Okay, so you're the governor of Florida. You just pissed off some teacher that's, you know, a groomer, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But you allow them to carry. No. It's not my job to allow an individual to carry. It's the job of the sheriff. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, in in school, right? Okay, so we have... You allow them to carry... To a classroom. So in the concealed carry world, we have three types of ways that a government can issue a CCW. You have a shell issue, you have a may issue, and you have a will issue. Okay, and the majority of red states that they have out there are will issues. They don't care the reason why you want it. If you fill out the proper paperwork, you pass a background check, you're not a, a you know a diddler. Yeah, you get a gun, right? 
state of California is a May issue state, which is why you have to bring your paperwork and tell them the reason why you want to have it. And then it's up to the discretion of the sheriff whether you know, or not you're going to have it. And then once you start getting into the counties, it gets more and more specific to Shell or May issue. And then, you know. Yeah, as we see here in this county and the county next door that actually has less crime than we do here in this county. You know, it's it's amazing how people don't see the connection there. Yeah, the, 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 the Army teachers thing is a bit of a tangent and it's a hot button issue. I just like to say it because it pisses a lot of people off. But the reality of the situation is whatever county I'm in right now, I would do a quick survey and find out how many retired veterans there are in the county. Not many. Not as many as you'd think. I'm, Can I get I'm sure. 10? Can I get 10 retired veterans that would love nothing more than to properly handle a firearm and protect children all day? I'm not oh, that'd talk- be awesome. I'm not talking about a, a teacher that just passed her liberal arts degree that doesn't even know how to fucking tie their shoes. I'm talking about... A, that wants indi- to talk about sex and gender with a five or six-year-old. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about an individual who's proficient in firearms, who served their country in their military, and are retired and doing would love nothing more than to spend a couple hours a day at their local school interacting with children and making sure that they're safe from predators. Yeah, unless they, them, well, are the predators, arts. right? Crossing, yeah, that'd be cool. Armed crossing guards. Well, I don't think people would be running crosswalks if they all had a 240 saws. <laughs> I, dude, I'd stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't roll through that one. Yeah, they had 249 machine guns yeah. hanging from them, right? But, you know, I mean, these are the kind of conversations that get shut down and poo-pooed right away, right? Because you start talking about firearms, and there has been a giant push in this country over the last 50 years to take firearms out of the culture of the society, Right, which is why you don't have firearms being handed down from your dad, from your grandpa to your dad to you anymore. It's why people like me didn't grow up with firearms in the house because you know my my single mother didn't know about. Well, they blame it on mental illness, right? Okay, that mental illness uh, is bigger now. You know, there's less people that should be able to get guns and have guns and own guns because mental illness is so prevalent in today's society. That goes back to parents. Well, it also goes back to the trans issue a little bit. Um, another unpopular opinion, but trans rights are guns rights. Gun rights are trans rights. The same same thing. You right? do you. You know, I have a favorite a, saying a, I like to say all the time. What you, is it? You, you do, do you, boo. boo. All the time, right? But you know what I mean? You do you. This, this is the reality of the situation. If I uh, am a young man and I've gone to multiple um, uh, uh, therapy sessions and I've told my therapist or my doctor that, you know, I'm mentally unstable or I have depression or all this, this stuff is being written down. It's going in your record and it's going to be used against you in the future when you try and purchase a firearm. That's just the reality of the situation. Even when you grow out of it. Even That's when you grow so crazy out of it. That's so crazy 40 years, you know, you're a 50-year-old man, 40 years, uh, 30 years ago, you were 20 years old, and you said, you know, hey, I, I think I want to be a girl, or I'm depressed, or whatever. You know, for such a, a forgiving society, we're very unforgiving. I think we do a lot of uh, forgetting. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of forgetting. We are, our, our attention span is very short, and uh, we have the uh, ability to forget a lot of really traumatizing um, major things very quickly. So that's, you know, I'll, I'll save that, um, to get into more detail later, but, uh, it's just something that kind of irks me because within the first 24 hours of the news cycle, you don't hear anything about it. You know exactly why it doesn't fit the narrative. It's a bunch of, you know, um, uh, same color skin on same color skin crime. Doesn't get it. We got to do an episode on that. I'm, I'm tired of this race bullshit. I'm tired of them pushing it. Salami it's, it's, tactics, dude. That's what it we'll is. Do, we'll, we'll do an upcoming episode. I don't know when. Uh, we got to do one. We'll go through and we'll research everything for you guys. We'll bring you everything we can. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm just yeah. tired of the whole race agenda. It's There's there's nothing there. You know what I mean? There it, there really isn't anything there. I think it was Thomas Sowell said it, right? Race is on life support. 
Yes. You know, it's politicians that keep, you know, keep it plugged in. Well, uh, and, and it, that's, he's, he's totally wrong or totally right. Totally 110% right yes. about that. I, I'm tired of it. Well, we'll set something up for you guys. Um, well, it's like what we were talking about a couple episodes ago with um, the, the um, hate crime hoaxes. Right, I mean the the Juicy race, small, yay. race relations are so bad in the United <laughs> States that people literally have to make up hate crimes. Yeah, right. Like you'd like to think that if racism was, you know, so prevalent in all of these places that the hate crimes would just be happening. All yeah, but there's just some dumb people out there. Yeah, there you go. There's some dumb people. But you do do that to a clock on a snowy night in Chicago <laughs> while, while so, still holding dude. your subway sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three in the morning. Yeah, juicy. Yeah, three in the it's morning. Juicy yay. Ju- Juicy's mullet. Yeah. Is what I like to say. But you know, it's like it's, And then he had the exit from the from the from the room I'm all not screaming. Suicidal. And you know what they did right after that? They put him on suicide watch. Hey, you know who wasn't you, you <laughs> know who know wasn't that. suicidal either? Harambe. But look what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like that one, Kermit? <laughs> all right. I think we're I think we're about uh yeah. at our limit today. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm sorry so, if I if I'm a little off today. I'm tired. I drank way too much last night. We were out camping. So I think uh, I think we covered some good stuff. Very prevalent. Obviously, we have you know huge things that are happening around the world. Not getting any better. Um, again, we don't we don't really know what's real and what's not that's happening in a lot of these things. So we're just trying to stick to you know what we know and what we can prove. What we can know. prove. Yeah, Can't so. prove it. We'll still say it, but we won't you know beat on the issue too much. But yeah. Whatever. So we'll uh, we'll toss it over, to Dave. We'll have him uh, send us out here. All right. And- so as you guys know, eat healthy. Work out, get off the fucking couch, lazy asses. Just do it. Just make something different every day. Um, one change a day will change your life. I promise you that. Um, not a not a bad change. Good change, okay? Put the drink down. Don't be like me. Um, go work out. Love your kids. Love your family. Love your friends. Be involved in your kids' life. You know, man. be involved in your kids' life. Um, don't let the parent. Don't let the uh, teachers tell your kids how they feel. Your parents take care of your kids. You should know how they you know, feel. You should know how your kids feel. If there's, a, you know, if you could see something, if you're around them enough, you can see it, yeah. right? If you, you'll, you'll see when there's something bothering them and stuff like that. And there's sacrifices that need Ask to be made them, with that, right? You know, Ask them that. That's there are going to be sacrifices. You're going to make sacrifices in your career to be around your children a lot more. But I guarantee, in 30 years time, you're going to look back and one of those things you will regret. Oh, especially when they're changing your diaper. Yeah, that too. So, anyways, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy. Um, you can catch us uh, anywhere you can hear podcasts yeah. these days. And check us out on YouTube and leave us some comments if you like. Watch the video. It's much more fun to watch this guy's face. That's right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Later. Later.